everyone to the greatest combat sports and culture show in the universe. I am talking about the Fight Podcast. I am your host, the Underground King, Serge Vicente, and this is episode 162. Man, welcome to the show. We have an amazing show for you guys. Today, we have five rounds of fight news. We keep the party going, yo. Uh, We're going to have a lot of different stuff. We got a couple new segments for you guys today and so much more. So on today's menu, we're going to talk about a number of things, especially Nick Diaz, the big brother, Nate Diaz is back in the news and he's been talking super spicy, especially about Jorge Masvidal. We will break that and his conversation with Ariel Hawani down. Uh, Tyson Fury, Stipe Miocic, the two heavyweight champions, they are possibly talking about fighting each other. Is this legitimately a reality? We'll discuss a little bit more. We have fight announcements. We got a new segment today. Who wants to smoke? We're going to break down all the Twitter beef in combat sports. And we will also be breaking down and giving you the fight picks of UFC Fight Night Brazil as well as Bellator. Um, But before we get to all that, yo, I got to give a shout out to the plug. We have to talk about our sponsor, Sage Eats Chicago. Check out Sage Eats Chicago, sageeatschicago.com. They are healthy meal prep and fitness mentoring company in Chicago. They cook and deliver healthy meals and drop it off right at your home or office. Yo, if you are not in Chicago, it's cool. Sage Eats has something for you too. Sage Eats offers fitness, mentoring, and nutrition consultation. Sage Eats Chicago, your all-encompassing one-stop shop for healthy, well-balanced lifestyle. Check out Sage Eats at sageeatschicago.com. Check them out all over social media at Sage Eats Chicago. And while we're at it, Do not forget to tell your friends about the greatest combat sports and culture show in the universe. You know we're talking about the Fight Podcast. The Fight Podcast is everywhere. Podcasts are available. That's Apple, iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher, man. Check us out everywhere. Let your friends know. Subscribe, rate, and share. If you want merch, People have been asking. People have been seeing me rocking merch. Let us know for the holidays. We will possibly make that available to you guys, man. So check out Sage Eats at our website. I'm sorry, not Sage Eats. Ha! Uh, check out the Fight Podcast, www.thefightpodcast.com. Check us out everywhere. Like I said, podcasts are available. And check us out everywhere social media at the fight podcast and check me out as well yo at serge vicente the underground king all right yo now that we're at it i hope you guys are having an amazing week here in chicago it's nice and frosty but uh it seems like other places has it a little better than we do it's all good um the week has been busy a lot of fight news a lot of fight action coming up this weekend we have a couple different cards ufc's back in action again 
Not the most entertaining card. I'm not going to stunt, but I'm still going to break it down for you guys. Bellator is also back in action. A um, little quiet week in terms of boxing, um, but I do have your boy Tyson Fury out there talking real spicy. He's been going into wrestling, and now he's even talking about jumping into MMA. So you know I'm going to go ahead and break that down. Um, but you know what? Forget it, y'all. Let's just jump into it. Um, without further ado, let's start off with our five rounds of fight news. All right, yo. Um, Nick Diaz, the older brother of Nate Diaz, has been back in the news. For a lot of new fans of MMA, they don't know who Nick is. Nick is a former Dream and Strike Force champion. He's a legend in the game. He's beaten the likes of Robbie Lawler, Paul Daly. He's been in there with George St. Pierre. The dude is an absolute legend. Um, He is the one who originated that Nate Diaz swag that everybody loves. The West Coast gangster MMA fighter. Um, That is who Nick Diaz is and was. Um, Unfortunately, over the last few years, again, he hasn't fought in over five years. He was suspended um, by the Nevada State Athletic Commission for of all things, weed. Weed. In a state now that's recreational. So since then, he hasn't competed in MMA. They tried to give the man a lifetime ban. And he hasn't spoken to any major media outlets, aside from like the TMZs and things like that ever since then. So this past week, it was huge in the news that he had a big sit-down conversation with none other than, we would have to say, the biggest journalist in MMA, um, Ariel Hawani. So when Ariel went out there and sat down with him, and I'm not going to lie to you guys, I have been very critical of Ariel Hawani in the past, especially when it comes to his willing to talk to athletes and really give them tough questions. I feel like at times he's the corporate guy now. He doesn't want to ruffle any feathers. He wants to make sure his show is always stacked with the biggest names. And in order to do that, unfortunately, you can't talk spicy about anybody. So he goes out there usually, and and the one I was really most upset about is when he actually sat back and talked to Conor McGregor about two months ago. Conor McGregor has all this beef going on with the old man he hit at the bar, the multiple sexual assault allegations, and Ariel didn't press him on anything. And I have a real issue with media and, and other people really not asking the tough questions because they understand that fighters are actually and athletes in general are a little sensitive especially when it comes to them and here's the thing as media members it is our job to tell the truth regardless on how anybody else feels about it i'm here to keep it a buck and if you're not tough enough to deal with it yo just don't listen or be objective realize that i'm being objective and keep the party rolling so he has not in terms of ariel has not done that recently but in this interview with 
Nick Diaz. I, I have to give him some props. He actually sat back, asked Nick tough questions, and went over a couple of different things. So I want to go ahead and break down a couple of things for you guys. First and foremost, after the fight, obviously, his younger brother, Nate Diaz, just got off of a title fight, or not or a BMF title fight with Jorge Masvidal. He lost, obviously, one of the big things that Jorge used to say back and forth or said, I'm here to baptize fools. I'm here to put people to sleep. I'm here to win fights. It seems like Nick had a little issue with it. So this is what Nick had to say about Jorge and his comments. Right now, it's not on me. You want to talk about baptizing my younger brother? That's on you. I never had nothing disrespectful to say, but like you don't, you don't talk about baptizing my younger brother. So you're already in a position if you fight with me. You don't talk about baptizing someone's younger brother. That's my baby brother. You don't talk like that to nobody. So you know who rides on whose side, and who, and you know that's what I'm saying. You want to say that? You know you want to do that? You want to walk? That's on you. I understand you have, you know, who knows, ups and downs of life too. Oh, I can relate, I can relate, I can relate to you. I, that's why I mad at you. But it's like, you know what I mean? If you want to walk, that's on you. But you know what you have to do. Oh, I see this dog. All right, so l- let's break this down. Because here's a couple of things. The first thing that I think really comes to mind when you're listening to that is Nick Diaz has always spoken and had a stream of consciousness when he speaks. He's kind of a little lucid. He's a little everywhere. But then he has moments of clarity. This is something that he has done consistently throughout his life in the public eye. Right. But I'm not going to lie to you. This seemed a bit more than normal. I don't know if it's that he's punchy because he has been through some wars and he is a legend who used to stand and bang. We are starting to see the ramifications of these fighters, MMA fighters and specifically who have been around for a long time. We've seen this with boxers where boxers are slurring their words and things like that. Guys who have been in the game for a long time. Um, But Joe Frazier comes to mind specifically, right? In boxing, really used to slur his words, really seemed punchy at one point in time. Um, Nick is starting to really come across that way, which kind of worries me to an extent. Now, people have said, yo, Nick has a partying problem. Look, I'm not here to say anything about that. I have not been around him, Um, but maybe that's just what it is. Now, in terms of him fighting again, I don't want to see it. If he sounding like that specifically To me, it seems like there might be a bigger issue there. So, no, I don't believe we should allow Nick Diaz to fight somebody like a Jorge Masvidal. Now, him being shitty. Now, let's talk about the little beef, right? Him being shitty with Jorge for selling a fight and saying, yo, I'm going to knock this guy out and baptize him. 
and now you have a problem with this guy for saying that, give me a break. I love Nick Diaz. I love the Diaz brothers, but look, I am so tired of a lot of their antics, right? I'm tired of Nate saying I retire and I'm coming back. I'm tired of a grown man trying to defend his grown man, younger brother. And now what are you going to do? Come back after five years off and fight Jorge Masvidal, the hottest guy in the UFC? Are you crazy? Hot in terms of, come on, people. You know what we're saying. <laughs> so, but this dude is the most on fire dude in the league. What's going to happen? You're going to come back, fight him, and get beat up worse than your younger brother did? It doesn't make sense. And when I heard this, it kind of upset me because I was like, bro, what are you doing? There's no reason for Nate to be, Nick should be trying to pick a fight with Jorge. Now, one of the things that I was saying afterwards is that he ends up having a some amazing streams of consciousness. And one thing that when he did kind of light up is when he was talking about his younger brother, Nate, and the success that Nate has had. So go ahead and listen to this clip. Sees your brother, your brother for the longest time was, you know, Nick's younger brother, sort of in your shadows, now become one of the biggest stars in the sport. Do you take pride in that? Are you happy to see him become such a big star? He's beloved. Uh, yeah, that's so. Yeah, that's 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 one of the last things somebody said to me was, you know, that's great, that's great, you know, like, like <laughs> so they're like, that's great, yeah. You, now your brother has everything you ever wanted and you have nothing. And I've said, good. That's not what I meant. I meant okay. that. Uh, and that means every that that's all that means everything to me. So that's what you meant and that's what I meant. Like that, of course. That means everything. You know what I mean? That's what you said, right? Like, oh, does that make you happy? Does it make you sad? Not that you didn't have it. I don't give a f that's what I'm talking about. That's okay. what had happened to me. And I all right, so he seems extremely happy for his younger brother and all of his younger brother's successes, which is awesome because he's always seemed to be one that's always looked out for Nate. He's the one that got Nate into it, and he's been very open in the past about saying how bad he feels and how much he hates to see his brother fight, even though he trains him and all the other stuff, right? Um, it was cool to see that candor and that openness but again yo it's tough to listen to nick right now and it's again i don't know if something's wrong but i'll say this anybody close to nick diaz if he is thinking about it, i hope his family's with him i hope his thoughts my thoughts and prayers are out there because something doesn't seem quite right with nick but at the end of the day i'm happy to see him back i'm happy to see him speaking a little bit more and uh look man the ds brothers are incredible for the sport of mma all right moving right along and keeping with the scrap pack keeping with the same team 
Uh, remember, the Scrap Pack was all those guys in the Diaz camp. You had both Diaz brothers. You had Jake Shields. And then you had Gilbert Melendez. Gilbert Melendez is one of the greatest lightweight fighters of all time, especially in his prime. Um, he was a longtime reigning strike force world champion at lightweight but he recently just got released from the ufc a lot of people were shocked to hear this me personally i wasn't um he was recently on the uh, ariel and the bad guy and he actually said even though the news just came out this week he was actually released in early october he just let the news out so he is free to negotiate and speak to whomever he wants sounds like he's going to do a couple grappling tournaments um but he doesn't know his future in terms of look is he going to go ahead and retire or whatever he doesn't know now in terms of him being released should he have been released by the ufc should the ufc release a legend the 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 level of a gilbert melendez yes absolutely yes Gilbert Melendez has not won a fight since October 19th, 2013, and that was against Diego Sanchez. 2013, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19. We're about to be in 2020, people. He hasn't won a fight in six years. He is on a five-fight losing streak. And in that time, he also took a two-year suspension for PEDs. Yes, man, he's a legend. But when it boils down to it, man, no, he shouldn't be competing anymore. You haven't won in that amount of time. Um, I do not want to see fighters overstay their welcome. The fact that he's talking about doing grappling competitions, I love that doing EBIs, doing ADCCs, these type of grappling tournaments, high-level professional tournaments, I think for guys who still want to compete at a high level, make a little bit of cash, and still kind of be in the realm in training, this is great. You're not going to get knocked out. You're not going to get concussed, and you can still grow, learn. Look, Kenny, uh, Kenny Florian, one of the greatest MMA fighters of all time. Um, lost to Diego Sanchez in the Ultimate Fighter 1. He is amazing with the UFC. He is amazing um, in terms of now he actually just won a grappling tournament himself. So look, there's a lot of great things that people end up doing. Um, Gilbert Melendez is someone who now has a gig with ESPN. He has a gym. He coaches his wife, Karen Melendez, who is a badass fighter and kickboxer, fights with Bellator. I think he should focus on doing that. Um, he's a legend and um, salute to him and hopefully his uh, retirement. But yeah, absolutely. He should get released. All right, let, let's go ahead and, and, and move on to round three. Round three, we're going to talk about the lineal heavyweight champion in boxing, Tyson Fury. Tyson Fury has been in the news because, look, my man wants to be a superstar of superstars. He just fought in the WWE. He beat 
big dude with a beard, whatever, one shot. Um, and now he's even talking about competing in MMA. He really wants to fight in MMA. He says he has two more fights with, um, you know, in boxing, he wants to get past um, Deontay Wilder. And then again, he wants to get in there. He's been training with Darren Till in Liverpool, England. He says he's been kickboxing for two years or training kickboxing for two years. He says he will be willing to make that transition. Now, on the other end, the UFC heavyweight champion, Stipe Miocic, was recently asked on Ariel Hawani's MMA show about the possibility of either A, fighting Daniel Cormier or or, uh, Tyson Fury. This is what he had to say. My show and he said he wants to fight one more time and he wants to fight against you and that's it it's just one more time and he's done i'm wondering if you you saw those comments and if so what did you think of them uh i think i saw something about it but i'm not worried about him right now you know I'm worried about i getting better um you know and you know we'll see what happens from there but i'm, I'm not worried about him right now i'm just uh worried about my eye getting healed up getting better and uh you know and, uh, i saw tyson Fury's coming into the mix now here Ah. So I like, a new, I like a new challenge. Oh. So. Did you see that footage? Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, he's, you know, he's, a, he's, a, he's a combat fighter, so he's definitely going to have good striking. But, I mean, anyone can make a 30-minute high reel. I mean, he's still, you know, still good, but, I mean, I can do that, too. Yeah, here it is. Actually, I think it was more like a minute as opposed to 30 minutes. Um, what I was saying, <laughs> 30 seconds. I 30 seconds. So. Yeah. What did you think? Well, you think he's got something there? You think he's being serious about this? All right. So afterwards, Tyson Fury released a statement. He ended up saying he believes that that would be a good fight. In fact, the actual statement says this. Uh, Stipe says he wants to box me. That would be a good fight for sure. After I get Deontay Wilder out of the way, I'll fight Stipe in a boxing match if he wants it. It would be a big crossover fight like Mayweather and McGregor. I'm open to the fight, so he should come and see me. It would be the same outcome for any of them. They'll all get smashed. It was exciting training MMA with Darren Till, and we get we get it on like a house on fire. He put me through the training session, and it was really good. That's via MMAfighting.com. Calm. All right. Um, a couple things. First and foremost, Stipe dodging and not trying to fight Daniel Cormier after all the stuff Daniel Cormier, he believes, put him through last year, I think is a little weak. I do. Um, yes, he has to let his eye heal up. But if he does not grant Daniel Cormier another title shot, the fact that he believes that he because he won in a fight that he was losing up until the fight at the time of the stoppage, he believes he is a bigger warrior. I don't. Um, I think Daniel Cormier had a bad game plan. And if he implemented his game plan, he would have probably won relatively easily. But Stipe now, because Daniel made him wait, seems like he's going to try to make Daniel wait as well. I think that's trash, but that's another that's another story for another day. Um, in terms of this fight, look, I love the banter. Do I think it's going to happen? No. 
would I like to see it happen? If the boxer actually came to MMA for once, I'm tired of seeing it the other way around. If the boxer came to MMA and they say actually had a deal set up that, look, we'll go over there to boxing if boxer comes over here and fights us in MMA, then I'd be all about it. But that's not going to happen. So, look, this is great fantasy land, um, but unfortunately, it's not going to happen. It's not reality. But if it did happen, yo, you know your boy's here for the shits. <laughs> All right. Um, moving along to round four. Speaking of something that is reality, former middleweight champion Luke Rockhold is going to make his pro grappling debut against Henzo Gracie Blue Belt and ABCC Silver medalist Nick Rodriguez. Nick Rodriguez is a badass grappler. This dude is a blue belt submitting black belts and winning in the again in the biggest grappling tournament. He ends up getting a silver medal. This, I think, is amazing for Luke Rockhold. Just like I talked about in round two with Gilbert uh, Gilbert, uh, Melendez, guys like this who still want to compete, still want to train martial arts, but should not be getting concussed anymore, grappling tournaments are the way to go. Bare knuckle for some, but if you're a big name, I think these grappling tournaments are a little bit better. I'd love to see Luke Rockhold doing this. Yo, don't get it twisted. Nick Rodriguez is a beast. He trains over there with Gary Tonin and and Gordon Ryan and all those boys. So at the end of the day, is it a a fight that can happen? Um, Can Luke win it? Yes, but it's going to be tough. But I've said this a lot of times on this show and elsewhere. On the ground, Luke Rockhold is world class. On the ground, Luke Rockhold is one of the greatest fighters in the world. So I would love to see him in a grappling tournament, man. So salute to Luke for seemingly starting to make a transition out of MMA and doing different things, man. Um, Luke was a legend, is a legend, and uh, I'd love to see what happens for him next. All right. Round five of five rounds of fight news. We have some fight announcements and we got some big ones. January 25th in Raleigh, North Carolina. Two big fights were recently announced. Frankie, the answer, Edgar, is making his Bantamweight debut. Frankie Edgar, legend, former lightweight, two-time lightweight champion, uh, former... 145 pound title challenger two-time challenger moved down in weight recently and now he is making his bantamweight debut at 135 pounds and he is going to fight against the very dangerous Corey Sandhagen look can Frankie Edgar win this fight yes but this is one of those fights that the UFC is putting that young hungry lion against somebody who actually might not be in their realm anymore Um, This is going to be big. If Frankie Edgar wins this fight, he will be fast-tracked to a title shot at 135 pounds. If he loses, he might be in the grappling circuit like Luke Rockhold and Gilbert Melendez. Just keeping it a buck. All right. Also on that same card, we have some heavyweight action. 
Curtis Blades, Chicago's very own, the dangerous heavyweight competitor, is fighting against the other top five heavyweight, Junior Dos Santos. Junior Dos Santos is making his return after pulling out of his fight that was supposed to be this past weekend. Now he's back. He was supposed to fight uh, Volkov um, instead of Greg Hardy. He had to pull out because of a really, really bad staff infection. But he's back. He's re-signed. And he is fighting the always dangerous Curtis Blades. This fight has title implications. The winner of this fight will probably end up getting a title shot or end up fighting Francis Ngannou again. We'll see what ends up happening, um, but this should be for the number one contender fight, so we'll see. But yo, big, big fights coming up. I love what I'm seeing. And with that being said, this has been your five rounds of fight news. <laughs> All right, show's not done. Um, but before we get to the rest of you, remember, we are brought to you guys each and every week by Sage Eats. Sage Eats offers healthy meals and fitness mentoring. Check out Sage Eats at sageeatschicago.com. Apply promo code FIGHT for 10% off your first three months. If you are not in Chicago, yo, it's cool. Sage Eats is still here for you. Sage Eats offers healthy meals um, nutrition consulting they also offer fitness mentoring so they will write workouts to your specifications and help you get to goals that you want so sage eats lifestyle company is out here to help you check out sage eats on all social media platforms at sage eats chicago apply promo code fight for 10 percent off your first three months and with that being said check out the fight podcast the greatest combat sports and culture show in the universe let your friends know subscribe download rate and share where everywhere podcasts are available that's itunes google play spotify soundcloud stitcher and we're also on our own website thefightpodcast.com continue communicating with us we love everything that we are getting so with that being said let's go ahead and jump back into the action of episode 162 of the fight podcast all right so check it out man one thing that i wanted to do there has been so much over the last couple of months. Uh, Twitter beef, everything from Conor McGregor to these fighters just going back and forth. Artem Lobov, Khabib. Every week, there's somebody else coming at somebody's head. So what I decided to do is that, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and pick out the best Twitter beasts of the week. And we're going to go ahead in a little segment and we're going to call it all the smoke. Who wants to smoke? And this week with our smoke episode, who wants to smoke? It is none other than the UFC lightweight champion, one of the GOATs, John Jones. John Jones has been calling out for the last however long the UFC's new shiny toy, the, the biggest star currently in UFC, that's Israel, the last style better out of Sanya. Ever since this last style better has been coming up, it seems like he's really rubbed John the wrong way. John's been calling him out, talking a lot of trash. And Iggy's been kind of just 
roasting him at every turn so izzy was recently on um a number of different shows kind of doing the uh the the car wash where he's going through all the different you know publications joe rogan podcast below the belt with brendan Shaw. he's been running the rich eisen show my man's was everywhere well recently he was saying that he gets a lot of his energy and his excitement from cartoons and anime and he's a self-proclaimed nerd which absolutely nowadays we all admit it's not a bad thing being a nerd is cool now so the fact that he said it he was like you know yo i i love dragon ball z and you know nitoru and all these different anime cartoons that's where i draw my inspiration from so after that johnny bones jones jumps on ig or twitter and says Hashtag eventually slapped it. I can't, man, I can't wait to hashtag or should I say quote eventually slap this dude. 30 years old claiming to draw energy from his favorite cartoon. 2021, please hurry up and get here. Now, where does that come from? Well, that comes from Israel Asanya saying this. Israel goes on record and says, look, at the end of the day, I'm not breaking my path for anyone. I want to be an active champion at my weight class, and the game deserves for a champion to defend and clear out his weight class. He wants to do that. He said he will fight John Jones before 2021 if John decides to come down and fight him at middleweight. He said, well, then, yes, you deserve to jump the line, but I'm not moving up in weight to in order to fight you. John and that's why he says eventually he'll fight John. And Israel has said in 2021, he's going to go ahead and fight, buddy. But this is one thing that I find to be hilarious. And this is why I want to bring this up. John Jones is somebody around the same age. And he is mad about Israel Adesanya pretty much saying that, yo, I get my power from cartoons, whatever. Well, on John Jones' chest, it says a Bible scripture, Philippines 4.13, which translates to, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I know there's a lot of people who are religious out here in the world, but let's keep it a buck. Jesus Christ, who I will say probably did work to walk this earth. I am not a religious individual. I'm not. I'm black and Puerto Rican dude. And one thing that I always ask people is this. When my people were essentially kidnapped and brought over here. What do we believe in? It wasn't Jesus Christ. So the fact that you have a essentially a mythical character on your chest and you believe in this mythical character. You're going to talk about somebody else bringing strength from another essentially mythical character. Come on, John. You got to do better than that. You got to sit there and actually have a little bit more wherewithal when you're out there talking trash about people. Because at the end of the day, look, it doesn't matter where you bring inspiration from. It doesn't. It doesn't. So the fact that, you know what this more than anything else shows me? It shows me that John Jones and his team are worried about Israel Adesanya. 
Israel Adesanya is growing every day and he has not reached his ceiling. We have seen in the last few months of John Jones starting to go downhill. It's one of the things that Floyd Mayweather did to Canelo Alvarez. Canelo wasn't ready. He was 21 years old. Let me beat this guy now. If I can beat this guy now, I don't got to worry about him later. John is trying to do that also. Let me fight him now. Put him on my legacy. I don't have to fight him when he's really at his best. That's what's happening right now, people. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. John's trying to pick a fight. And at the end of the day, it's not happening until 2021. And I am going to call it now. When that fight does happen, and it will happen, I got my money on the last style bender. <laughs> All right. I'm moving right along. Yo, we got some fights this weekend. And it's, um again, I'm not going to stunt. There's a couple amazing fights. The main events I'm here for. The cards, mm, not so much, man. But let's go ahead and um, and look, I'm not mad. We've had amazing weekends back to back to back with some amazing cards. And we have a huge pay-per-view coming up. So the UFC, the fact that they're giving us a little bit, I appreciate. All right. UFC fight night in Brazil is this Saturday. Um, in the U.S. is place 8. 8, 8 p.m. Central Time, around there. Uh, not a morning card for you guys, even though we all know I love those morning cards. Uh, we have the number six rank light heavyweight in the world, Jan Blockowitz, with a record of 23 and 8. His last time out, he knocked Luke Rockhold into grappling tournaments. So uh, now he is going to. Uh, pretty much welcome another former big time middleweight up and we talk about Jacare Ronaldo Souza this Ronaldo Souza 26 and 6 trying to reinvent his career now coming up to the U um to the light heavyweight division Look, man, Young Blakovic is proven in this weight class. He has proven why he is one of the best guys out. He has beaten Jared Cantonier. He has beaten Luke Rockholds, and I believe he's going to go out here and beat Jacare Souza as well. I think it's a little too late in Jacare's career. He also might be heading to grappling tournaments. So um, I got Young Blakovic winning this fight by decision. Next up, the Coleman event. Speaking of old grizzled lions and vets, we have Shogun Hua still doing it, still ranked in the top 15 of the UFC's light heavyweight division. He is going to fight the short notice Paul Craig. This is in Brazil. This might be one of, if not Shogun's last fight. I expect Shogun to show up. Shogun wins this fight um, via him getting beat up for a long time, then coming back and knocking somebody's face off. Um, so we got Shogun winning this fight as well. Other notables on this card, we have the rising lightweight um, uh, Charles Oliveira, 13th ranked, number 20 or 26 and 8 record, 13 submission wins. That is the most in UFC history. I expect him to continue growing. He has looked incredible. He knocked out Nick Lentz his last time up. I see him continually evolving and being somebody who will end up being in the top 10 in this division very soon. I see him getting a huge win via submission this upcoming fight as well. So we got Charles Oliveira winning. 
Uh, those three fights should be entertaining. I can't wait to see what happens in the UFC. Now, Bellator. Bellator also has some fights up this weekend. Um, it is headlined by the always dangerous heavyweight coming off of a big win against Matt Mitrione. Sergey Kuratonov, with a record of 30 and 7, is fighting Linton Vassal. Linton Vassal, somebody also who's trying to reinvent his career. He's moving up to heavyweight. He has a three-fight losing streak, and I think that three-fight losing streak is going to continue. He probably will get KO'd by the old grizzled vet, Sergey Kuratonov. On this card also, we have some notables. Um, one of the biggest fighters that really got even myself into MMA. We're talking about Roger Huerta's back. He is on a four-fight losing streak, man. So, But keep your eyes. This might be the last fight of one of the biggest names in combat sports. Also, Austin Vanderford. Mr. Paige Van Zandt um, is fighting on this card. Yo, look, man, all jokes aside, Austin Vanderford is a really tough dude. He is one of those big prospects that Bellator has picked up. I think he's really solid, especially at 185 pounds. We'll see what he does, but he's 8-0. I expect him thoroughly to win this fight. Uh, there's no big boxing this weekend, so, hey, we're all sitting here for MMA. Ooh, wait up. Bare knuckle boxing is this weekend, and we will have the rematch of um, Artem Lobov and um, McDonald over there. So that should be a interesting fight. We'll end up seeing what ends up happening with that. I will be breaking that down as well. With that being said, good people. This has been episode 162 of the Fight Podcast, man. Um, this is what we're here for. We're here to give you all the best content uh, out um, on Friday morning. Keep your eyes and ears open. We will have our boxing episode up with my boxing episode analyst, should I say, uh, Brandon Camille, and so much more. As always, love you guys. This has been episode 162. Remember, each and every week, we're brought to you guys by Sage Eats. Sage Eats offers healthy meals and fitness mentoring. Sign up for Sage Eats at sageeatschicago.com. Apply promo code FIGHT for 10% off your first three months. Also, do not forget to tell your friends and everybody about the greatest combat sports and culture show in the universe. You know we're talking about the Fight Podcast everywhere. Podcasts are available. Apple, Google Play, Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher. Go ahead, check us out. Uh, download, subscribe, rate, tell your friends, and let them know also to follow me, the Underground King, at Serge Vicente. Check us out at the website, thefightpodcast.com. All right, yo, as always, this has been episode 162 of the Fight Podcast. I love you guys. Keep listening to us. Keep sharing. Keep telling your friends. And we're going to keep bringing you guys all that fire fight content of the week. All right, with that being said, I'll holler at you next time. Deuces! Deuces!